Aiken from Thunder Mother, and you're watching CMS TV. Hey, everybody, it's Chris Aiken from all the shows and wanted to share with you one of my other passions other than music. That, of course, being coffee. Anybody that's listened to me knows that I love coffee. And I have found another great brand, ladies and gentlemen, that you guys need to check out. Simply named, no gimmicks to it at all. It's just coffee brand coffee. It's fantastic coffee. And I am not kidding you. They have everything that you would possibly want. Their coffee is excellent. I like the roaster's choice, but they have the pumpkin spice and all that other stuff, all the flavored stuff that you might like. Uh, they've got K-Cups for you. They've got cold brews. They offer tea. They've got cocoa. They literally have everything that you would want. So if you're looking for a great coffee, if you don't want to just settle for the crap that they sell you at the grocery store, this is another fine alternative. Coffee brand coffee. Just go to www.bit.ly slash CMS coffee. One more time, bit.ly slash CMS coffee and use the coupon code CMSPN to save a little bit of money and you can get some of the best coffee that is available today. So one more time, it is coffee brand coffee. We love it here at the Classic Metal Show and you will too. So get some today, folks. Coffee brand coffee. Queens Reich are back, but are you ready to join the Digital Noise Alliance? We'll find out if Michael Wilton from the band can convince you to do so next, right here on Chris Aiken Presents. media here and uh the you know the troubles of touring and and um you know it's it's a host of things so uh for us it's it was a great springboard and we're really proud of this album and uh so far i mean people are really digging it so that's cool sure now michael from from what i read in the press release so we'll take that for whatever that's worth but for what i what i read in the press release there was a lot of talk about the band and specifically you struggling a little bit with COVID and, and not necessarily being sick, but the isolation of COVID and being home, you know, what was it for you that was so tough? Was it just being home because you guys never are, or was it just the isolation part where you couldn't, you know, do what you do? What, what was it specifically that was difficult for you? Well, I think, you know, mainly it's the uncertainty of, of what to expect. Okay. Um, you know, we were hearing rumors of uh, venues shutting down, of theaters closing, right. of, you know, the industry and being decimated, you know, and 
a lot of bands like uh, uh, that are in the hard rock metal, you know, make their lives touring and, and that's how they promote their albums and their music. So I think it, it was just a lot of, uh, you know, introspective inner searching, but I think that really fueled um, some creative work. And, uh, you know, even though it was a real crappy time for everybody, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it definitely, uh, you know, you, you, you just hope for the best and, and we just, you know, got our creative minds together and decided to do something. So I think, uh, you know, music, writing music was the remedy. Sure. Now I, I'm going to make an assumption and you can tell me I'm wrong, but um, from just about every band that I've spoken to with COVID getting past it, they've got 8 million ideas. Everybody did more writing than they were, than they had ever done in the past in every band that I've, you know, even guys that never did writing, have seemingly come to the table with new ideas and stuff. And then it's been a much more difficult process for most bands to weed through those ideas and narrow down into making a cohesive record that sounds like what they do. Did you guys have any of that or were you just the opposite where you kind of stuck to the tried and true model? Well, we decided to, on this album, kind of do more of an old school where we're all in the same room. Okay. Um, you know, coming up with ideas, getting instant, you know, responses from everybody, what what they like, what they don't like. And uh, so, you know, in, in our writing, it was, it was, you know, some five or six, you know, ideas a day. So, yeah, I mean, there was a, a overflow of ideas. And we did get to a point where we had over 20 songs. And, you know, Zeus, our producer, said, guys, it's time. We got to we gotta cut this down to, you know, 10 or 12 songs. So, right. you know, there, there was an abundance of, of ideas and, and uh, creative energy from everybody in the band. Okay. So does that mean that you did, that you guys did not write until you were together or did you, did you, cause you know, I, I mean, I've spoken to you before you're a riff guy. You always, you're one of those guys that has a little vault somewhere with 9,000 riffs that you may or may not use, you know, with, did you, did you come to the table with some ideas or did you guys it really was try all, to it all organic? It was all spontaneity. It was on okay. the spot. It was, you know, before we'd go in the studio, he would be there, you know, having coffee, just talking about whatever. Mm. And an idea pops in my head and I go, Zeus, go turn the computer on. Let's record this. So it was uh, a lot of on the spot, uh, whatever was flowing through my head, as far as, like you said, riffs, right. um, you know, th those were the, the beginnings of writing the songs, you know, getting it going. And then, um, you know, having Casey Grillo on an electronic drum kit, putting beats to it and Todd and, and Eddie putting, you know, melodic ideas. And, uh, you know, that that's how the songs were formed. And it, it's kind of like what we did in the early 80s, you know, when we were in our, you know, late teens, early 20s, sure. if you can remember that. Um, <laughs> But we'd be in a room and we'd all be showing each other, you know, our ideas. And, mm -hmm. you know, back then you, you, you'd you learn them and you could remember them. Now it's a little tougher, but we have technology. So right. it's, uh, the ideas flow and they get cataloged and then, you know, and then we just uh, that's how the building process is. And that's how it was for a Digital Noise Alliance. Sure. 
Now, now, Michael, um, the name itself, and, and I know this is a typical broadcasty type question, but I, I just don't know what it means. What did, what does that name represent, Digital Noise Alliance? I'm sure there's got to be a meaning behind it. What is that a reference to? Well, I mean, if you look at it, you can look at it a, a, a few different ways, but it's it's kind of that, you know, there's a lot of noise in the media, you know, okay. and it's kind of, uh, there's a lot of uh, sensationalistic viewpoints that are, you know, just spewed towards people. And, you know, it's kind of the digital realm now of, of disinformation, real information, trying to figure out what's real. And it's it's so all encompassing, you know, and um, for us, it's just, it's like, wow, this is just crazy and crazy times. And, uh, you know, thus that's kind of uh, the, the digital noise alliance is, I don't know, kind of the, the big social media groups controlling you. Right. I, for somebody that's been in the business, you know, basically since there's been heavy metal, which you guys really, you know, <laughs> you're just a little past the Black Sabbath beginnings and then came Queensryche. What do you think now when you see how the business is so, so different, where it's not it's not driven so much by music as much as it's driven by your social presence? And if people, you know, can interact with you and all that, is that good, bad, indifferent? Where do you look at it now? Well, you know, it is what it is. You know, you, you have to for us, we've had to adapt and change to, oh. you know, many many changes in the, the music industry. You know, we, we come back from where there were, you know, cassettes and records and, and uh, you know, kids now don't even know what those are. So it's, you, you go through these different uh, changes in technology, trends, uh, you know, new bands and everything. But for us, it's, it's just, we've always loved what we do and we believe in what we do. And it's just a matter of, adapting with the times you know you got to survive it's a business you know sad to say but you know you can't have fun all the time but it's like um you know you just got to be smart about it right with with that being said uh, you guys are one of those bands and, and there's still plenty but you're one that has not gone to the singles only you know you're still doing full albums you're still giving people a full creative body of work where the trend is starting more and more. I'm seeing more and more guys just releasing a single or two singles or, or an EP. Did you guys, have you guys ever considered that or would you even consider that? Cause I don't know, outsider looking in it, it always looks like Queensryche is a more thought out process. Yeah, I think, you know, when, when we create a body of music, you know, we, we come from that era where you listen to the beginning and listen to it all the way through and then you, right. know, you enjoy it. And um, yeah, so now it's it's uh, uh, attention spans are different. Um, and, uh, um, you know, some some people are, are going at just, uh, you know, recording singles and doing that. But, you know, for us, um, you know, it's it's uh, we still call it let's record a record. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we don't go, let's record a CD. You know, it's like, let's record a record. Um, and, uh, you know, and we still, you know, our record company produces records. We still have records out there, you know, sure. and, and uh, as well as CDs. 
and the, the digital format. Um, but yeah, I, I think, but uh, a lot of the uh, um, advertising, maybe more of what you're saying is kind of, you know, the, the videos, the, the visuals of the band, and you, there's only a few outlets. So you got to, um, you know, hit the, the YouTubes and the, and, mm -hmm. you know, and all the, the video things to make your, yourself uh, visible. Sure, definitely. Well, speaking of the YouTube things, um, the one of the first singles that you shared with everybody is uh, "Behind the Walls." Great song, great video. Uh, so talk a little bit about um that song and that video. Yeah, "Behind the Walls" was uh, one of the earlier uh, songs that that we uh, built, and uh, um, you know the uh, the video was was put out in uh, and recorded at a. Uh, turtle sanctuary in lakeland florida <laughs> okay um and the uh, the owner uh said you know i'm gonna light a big bonfire tonight so if you guys want to film it um there you know so we brought a production team we brought flash pots we you know we uh um you know just had fun with it and, and uh um the song's very powerful uh it's gotten a great response um as far as video wise on on youtube and right. audio and you know and every, every social media that that we've seen everybody really loves it so i uh we're really uh you know happy with the the response of this video all right well why don't we give everybody a little bit of a taste of it so um this is beyond the walls it is queens brand new stuff from digital noise alliance which is out now and uh here it is it's behind the walls right here on chris aker presents That was Behind the Walls, brand new material from the band Queensryche. And joining us to talk all about it is Michael Wilton, the longtime legendary guitarist of the band. And Michael, you know, talking about uh, Digital Noise Alliance, uh, you know, you mentioned Zeus a couple of times. Uh, you know, obviously a legendary producer in his own right. And, uh, you know, certainly a near genius when it comes mm -hmm. to sound. I mean, he really, really is. That being said, you guys have done this an awful long time. What is it that he brings that you guys feel like you can't work your way through or hear yourself? Is there something about him that, you know, you've seen, you know, now that you've worked with him a few times where you just know he'll pull something out of you? Yeah, Zeus is, uh, he came into our camp on uh, Condition Human and then uh, did the verdict and now Digital Noise Alliance, and we've just, you know, built this relationship with him. First of all, he's he's very musical. He knows our past, 
and he knows uh, what what connects and what doesn't connect with the listeners. So sure. um, that being said, yeah, I mean, he's he pretty much takes our ideas and, you know, accentuates certain parts, strong parts with his knowledge and his ideas. And, uh, you know, and the, the songs are built that way, you know, so he's, he's right there in, in the process, you know, and, and, uh, um, and having worked with him now, this is our third album working with Zeus, um, right. you know, there's a level of trust, you know, everybody, uh, you know, values his opinion, values, I, I trust him if he says something about my guitar playing, if my riff needs to do this or something different, I trust him. Right. And I, I think that's, uh, uh, you know, and plus he's a cool guy to hang out with, you know, right. he's, he's a fun guy. So, um, but yeah, it's it's been great working with Zeus. Sure, certainly. Now, Michael, um, so much of you guys' material, especially since Todd came in the band specifically, has had a very pointed, purposeful, uh, you know, look toward the classic sound. You know, that that's you guys said that when Todd first came in the band, and you've really honored that, which I think most fans truly appreciate the fact that you've kind of taken it back to the classic early era of Queensryche sound-wise. That being said, now that you've done four albums together, how do you resist exploring past that a little bit? Because, you're, you know, you're a musician, you're a creative guy. Everybody in the band are creative guys. There's always that temptation to kind of, well, let's try this or let's try that, you know, and reach a little further than you normally would. So what is it that keeps you guys from, from straying too far? Is it just the past and kind of the stuff that you guys did at the end with Tate or is it you're comfortable in your zone or what? Well, I think, you know, as a guitar player, you know, the, the riffs that are going to come out of me, you know, I'm deep rooted in my past, you know, doing this for, sure. you know, 40 years. Um, I respect it. And, you know, that's just kind of the way I play. So it's, and, you know, same with Eddie, you know, so it's, it's got that signature sound. I don't know what it is, but people say it's that signature mm-hmm. sound. But, you know, there's there's always room for, you know, going outside the box and experimenting. Right. And, um, you know, true, we've really wanted to respect the past, but in a modern way, uh, represent the music of Queensryche. But, you know, um, I think experimentation is, is healthy and it, and it, it's something we, you know, will always investigate. It's just a matter of, of harnessing how much do you want to, to go out of the box. And uh, because I think we, you know, it's, we concentrate on the song, right? The, it's all about the song. It's what the song needs and it's what the song dictates. So um, to be experimental for the sake of being experimental, you know, you, you have to, watch yourself sometimes sure because yeah. you you can get out there and believe me we we can we have the ability to go out mm-hmm. way outside the box but we right. don't want to lose our connection with the fans right definitely well I, I will say you did stray a little outside the box with the cover with the billy idol rebel <laughs> yell that's that came out of nowhere for for me anyway just not a if i was guessing a hundred bands that queensrike would cover 
Billy Idol would not be one of them, probably. So how did that song come come together, and how was that song of all songs chosen? Well, with our our record company, Century Media Records, they've, mm-hmm. they kind of always want extra songs, you know, okay. for, for different releases in different countries. And, um, you know, this time we said, you know, they're always doing like live versions of our songs and putting them on special releases. So why, we go, why don't we give them, you know, a, a, a cover song, our version of a cover song. At first we were going to do a, a cult song. Okay. And we had uh, She Sells Sanctuary all ready to go. But, you know, Todd didn't feel comfortable singing that. So he goes, Todd came up with the idea of uh, how about uh, Rebel Yell by Billy Idol? <laughs> he goes, I could nail that, you know. So um, so everybody agreed and we got it up. And, and uh, you know, it's it's a badass recording. I mean, Todd nails it. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, um, yeah, so it's just uh um you know something that came up at the last minute and um it turned out really cool and we actually shot a video for it as well which will uh premiere you know later in the year or next year okay very cool man well um michael obviously man during the pandemic we had the whole scott rock and field saga and i don't want to get into a whole discussion about it you know, because if, if people want to know what that was about, it's everywhere on the Internet if they want to know. I'm just the only question I have about it is, is that all settled now? Is it worked out to where that's no longer, you know, going to pop up in the future and become a problem for Queensryche again? Uh, you know, there, there's. It's the classic. Our people are talking to his people and hopefully we'll work it out and. You know, I'm not going to give you any details. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, it's it's going to be all vague answers on that. Uh, but it it's something that, uh, you know, whatever. It's unfortunate, and we're just moving on. Sure. It's the business part of the music business, <laughs> pretty <Yes>. much. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Does that all bands go through this stuff? Right. It seems <laughs> like it. That does it. Does that kind of stuff affect you guys at all doing the business of Queensryche, being out on the road, touring and all that when, you know, when guys like me are going to ask you the question? Well, you know, it, it's, it's what we do, but it, it does wear on you, you okay. know, when you're, you're constantly traveling. Um, like I said before, you know, bands like us uh, to promote ourselves, we tour. Right. You know, and uh, to m- promote ourselves, we tour. So Sometimes you're away from home, you know, quite a while and it just kind of consumes you, you know, right. so, uh, but, you know, you just take it with a grain of salt, you know, we're, we're thankful that we can do this, you know, I can't think of myself doing anything else. Um, so, uh, you know, we just forge on and, and, uh, you know, make the best of it. Right on. Well, you know, you mentioned forging on, you mentioned touring. Uh, what are the tour plans to promote this? I mean, obviously you've already done a, a little bit of touring, but now, you know, now that people have the record, what are you looking at for, I don't know if it'd be the end of this year, or I know you're getting ready to go, but certainly 2023, I'm imagining is going to be a big year for Queensryche on the road, no? Right. I mean, we, we start touring with uh, Judas Priest um, in October, uh, I think October 10th is our first right. uh, and that goes until December and then the uh 
the tour, our headlining tour for the DNA album will be uh, probably in March or April. Okay. Now, now 2023. Right. So yeah, we're, we're pretty much uh, dialed in for touring for the next couple of years. Very good. Now you guys, uh, you know, I've seen you two different times with, with Judas Priest, it, obviously a band that you guys are very comfortable getting out there and touring with, you know, it, is that important for a band that's been out there on the road, you know, for as long. And I, I hate to keep using the as long, but unfortunately we are both getting old, <laughs> you know, and is that important for you to go out there with a band that you've done it with a few times and you know the ins and outs and you know you can hang out with and you know you can have an enjoyable, you know, three months, six months, whatever it ends up being with with a band like a priest? Well, it's a great opportunity, you know, and, and we're, we're very thankful that we can tour. But, you know, we get along with them really well. Sure. Um, and it's great. I mean, it's you know, for me, it's like, I used to listen to these guys when I was a teenager, you know, <laughs> right. it's like the, the dual guitar playing and the dual guitar soloing, you know, so it's, for me, it's a dream as well. So um, I think it's just a, a mutual respect. Um, and uh, I think it's a good pairing of music, you know, it just works. Right on, man. Well, um, Michael, obviously, man, you have this brand new release, Digital Noise Alliance. It is out there now. Everybody should buy it. And I do say buy. Don't just stream it. Buy the buy the merchandise. And, uh, Michael, where should we tell people to go online to keep up with you and tour dates and to buy the music and all that stuff? Oh, just, you know, type in queensreich.com, queensreichofficial.com. We're, we're, we're in all those social media outlets. So it's uh, – and you, you can search us on YouTube and Venmo or Vimo or whatever it's called. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, put it in the Google thing and you'll find yeah, it, right? <laughs> exactly. Google, Bing, whatever, you know. Right. Perfect. <laughs> nice. Well, Mike, I figured we would wrap this one up with um, another video from the band um, that you guys have released recently. Hold on. Um, tell me a little bit about Hold On, the single and the video to wrap this one up. Um, yeah, this one was recorded, uh, a few months ago and, uh, um, we're really happy with it. You know, a lot of the, the videos have been kind of dark and everything. And this one is just, we're in a white room and it's, it's oh. all kind of, uh, poking at social media and how, uh, you'll see in the video, uh, it's just like how overdone everything is and how, um, people live their lives on social media rather than interacting with people, you know, as human beings. So it, we, uh, um, yeah, we just, uh, released this and, uh, hope you enjoy it. All right. Well, let's check it out now. It is Queensryche with hold on and Michael Wilton. Thanks so much for joining me here on Chris Aiken presents. Thank you, Chris.
Hey everybody, it's Chris Aiken from all the shows and wanted to share with you one of my other passions other than music. That, of course, being coffee. Anybody that's listened to me knows that I love coffee. And I have found another great brand, ladies and gentlemen, that you guys need to check out. Simply named, no gimmicks to it at all. It's just coffee brand coffee. It's fantastic coffee. And I am not kidding you. They have everything that you would possibly want. Their coffee is excellent. I like the roaster's choice, but they have the pumpkin spice and all that other stuff, all the flavored stuff that you might like. Uh, They've got K-Cups for you. They've got cold brews. They offer tea. They've got cocoa. They literally have everything that you would want. So if you're looking for a great coffee, if you don't want to just settle for the crap that they sell you at the grocery store, this is another fine alternative. Coffee brand coffee. Just go to www.bit.ly slash CMS coffee. One more time, bit.ly slash CMS coffee and use the coupon code CMSPN to save a little bit of money and you can get some of the best coffee that is available today. So one more time, it is coffee brand coffee. We love it here at the Classic Metal Show and you will too. So get some today, folks. Coffee brand coffee. 